The Old Testament Lesson, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains will be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord. The Epistle Lesson, Romans 3. Now we know whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his faith as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the law. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave 
does not remain in the house forever. The Son remains forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from Jesus Christ, his only Son, our living Lord and Savior. The sermon for today is entitled, A Reformation Invitation, The Just Live by Faith. And it's adapted from a sermon presented on the Lutheran Hour on October 29, 2017, by Reverend Dr. Gregory Sells, Lutheran Hour Speaker. The text for today's sermon is Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. St. Paul writes, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. In the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is, just as it is written, the righteous, the just shall live by faith. This is our text. The just will live by faith alone. That's the truth today, just as it was the very day it was written by the hand of the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans in the Bible. It was true 500 years ago in the reaffirming Reformation work of a pious monk named Martin Luther, who rediscovered this good news, this biblical message of the power of forgiveness, life, and salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And this simple, straightforward, clear message of life and salvation in Jesus is an invitation for you to believe, for you to live again today. Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther unleashed the grace of God in Jesus Christ upon the world anew. But here's the question. Can this message turn the world upside down again? Is this message that the just will live by faith alone capable of transforming the modern world? Maybe the better question is, can this message transform you? This message can indeed change your life. It can change mine. This message is about the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus. What a message of hope it is in the middle of despair, its life in the middle of death, its salvation to all who are overwhelmed by grief and guilt, struggle and pain. So today I strive to be as clear as I can for you and for me. The just live by faith alone. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because the just one, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One, He lived, He died, and He rose again for you. Martin Luther was so sure of the truth of this that he wrote an enduring hymn to the power of that gospel in Jesus. The hymn is called, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He, that mighty fortress in Christ, is the reason that life is still possible in this world. That's Peace is still possible amidst the violence and discord. That forgiveness is still possible 
and reconciliation is still possible in your life and in mine. The just live by faith, and that message is a transforming power even today because it is God, the mighty fortress, who is at work in the world amidst this world's craziness, sinfulness, evil, and chaos. There's a story that came out of World War II about this transforming power amidst the world's evil and chaos. The story was about a small village in Poland and the fateful day when the Nazis came to town. It was a day where the phrase, the just will live by faith, was replaced by, today the just will die in faith. The people were gathered in their church. They were there worshiping when the troops of the Third Reich swarmed into the village. They entered the church, they escorted everyone outside, and they set fire to the structure. As the soldiers then trained their weapons on the congregation, these people began to sing. Now what song did they sing? What verse could matter now? They began to sing, A mighty fortress is our God. In the midst of the madness of the modern world, a world of Third Reichs and master races and military madness and arrogant humanistic pride, another message rang out, A mighty fortress is our God. And strangely, these German soldiers, many of them just children themselves, doing what they were told, they realized that these were words and this was the music of a hymn that they themselves had heard. It was written by a famous German long ago, Martin Luther. It was a song that many of them sang growing up, though long since drowned out by the new promise of the so-called modern world. Now, here it was being sung amidst violence, amidst fire, amidst danger, at the end of the barrel of a gun. But the people kept singing. They sang verse after verse, waiting for the bullets they expected to rip into their bodies and stop their song. But the bullets never came. Finally, looking around at the German soldiers surrounding them, they were astonished to see the guns lowered and every hardened face streaming with tears. The soldiers, one by one, two by two, slowly turned and climbed back into their trucks. As they pulled away from the little town, leaving behind a congregation of the faithful standing outside of their burning church singing, no doubt these words still echoed in their ears. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who this may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth is his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And he did. And the just will live by faith in him, no matter what this world comes to. The just will live by faith in him, now and forever. So let's be clear today. Who are these just ones? Luther was under no illusions. In fact, here's where you're going to be very surprised. Luther taught what the Bible taught, that we are all sinners. 
we are all incapable of being the very just ones that God created us to be. The churches of Jesus Christ are not full of people who believe that they are holier than thou. No, the people, the churches of Jesus are full of people just like you, people who know that they themselves are the unjust ones in need of a great salvation, a great forgiveness, people who yearn to not only receive the powerful mercy of God, but yearn to live lives of mercy, joy, and peace in His name. Luther took sin seriously because he took life seriously. That's why he entered the monastery. That's why he tried to live life the best that he could. And what he found out is even his very best was not enough. So please be honest today. You know that your best is not enough, even for you, either. We don't even measure up to our own standards, let alone God's. If the just alone live and the unjust don't, then all of us are those unjust ones by our works and deeds. People today say they are unconcerned about such things. You know that people are not concerned about the things Luther was concerned about, that Luther's questions aren't even being asked today. But I say people are the same as they've always been. We just appease our consciences differently. They bought indulgences, religious artifacts that they thought would cover their guilt and sin. Today, we join causes. We run races. We go on pilgrimages to appease our guilt. We speak about carbon offsets. We speak of paying taxes as if they're religious offerings. We demand certain kinds of cars, certain kinds of foods, certain kinds of lies, all conforming to some piety, secular or spiritual, all to placate our guilt or to punish the new lawbreakers. The just will live, we say today, not by faith, but by works. And Luther's questions and the Bible's answers are engaged anew. This message the just will live by faith is the only hope for the world in which we live. It's the only hope for people who know they are sinners, through and through. It's the only hope for you and me. And here's the good news. It is a hope you can have today. It is a joy that you can experience right now. Luther rediscovered that the message of the Bible was not some message of puritanical piety. It was not some message of self-help for a sinful people. And God forbid, it was not some political prescription for social change. It was a proclamation of freedom, of life and salvation, and for all who would believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. The just will live, but the Bible teaches that there is only one, just one, Jesus the Messiah. He came and lived a perfect life as the God-man in the flesh. You know the Christmas stories about his invasion into our miserable situation. He came 
not to live life as a mere example. He came to live it in our place. And he lived that perfect life, not for himself, but for you and for me. He lived our lives and took upon himself our sin and judgment so that his earned life could be our life as a gift. The essence of the gospel is this. Jesus enters our injustice. Jesus enters our sinful chaos and rebellion. He comes to live the life that we were meant to live, to die the death that we had earned by our sinful lives, and to give us his life and salvation as a gift of grace through faith alone. Luther called this the happy exchange, and that sure sums it up, doesn't it? Instead of, instead of judgment, we receive his mercy. Instead of eternal death, we receive eternal life. Why? Because Christ has made it possible through his life, death, and resurrection for all. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what Good Friday is all about. That's what Easter morning is all about. That's what the Reformation message was then, and that's what it is today. My friends, if you're yearning for life today, look to Jesus Christ. He was the heart and soul of a Reformation movement that changed the world, but more importantly, he is the center of the message that can still change your life and mine. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know if you're overwhelmed with guilt. I don't know if you're numbed by the purposelessness of modern life. I don't know if you're one that's just having a blast in life, but you know something is missing. I don't know if you're overwhelmed, underappreciated, set upon by doubts and regrets, or just looking for something to believe in again. The Reformation says, look to Jesus alone, because the just will live not by their works, not by their best efforts. They will live by faith in the one who is their Lord, their Savior, their brother, their friend, Jesus Christ. For the believer in Jesus, all your sins, all your struggles, all your guilt, all your pain, bring them to the foot of the cross of Jesus alone. Hear his declaration of forgiveness, his gift of new life just for you, for you, for me, for Luther, for all. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. St. Paul proclaims and Luther reclaims this incredible truth of the Bible for all people. There is a gospel proclamation. There is good news for all people today because the gospel of Jesus is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it was written, the just will live by faith. The just will live by faith alone. It's an invitation to life and salvation, not some prescription for religious piety. It's an invitation to receive mercy and to become a mercy giver to a sinfully demanding world. 
It's an invitation to be a believer in Jesus, to receive all that he has accomplished for you through his cross and resurrection, and then to live that life in him for others. Don't just hear this message today. Receive it, believe it, and begin to learn to live your eternal life in it. The Bible is clear. The just will live eternally in Christ alone by grace through faith in Him alone. The just will indeed live by faith. And today my Reformation prayer and hope is that such a faith is yours today. A grace alone, faith alone, life in Christ alone, blessing. There's no better way to live now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.